Welcome to the Good Vibes Podcast with Clark Impostato and Ryan G. Dude, I still can't get past that. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, couldn't they pick like a non-creepy voice? I wonder who's recording this video. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, Is it the, what did I call them before? You, Nerdy, stupid assholes. There you go. <laughs> I love it, man. We only I, had one email that had a suggestion. And uh, can I can't you share remember it? what it was, but I was like, and it's probably from them. That, Maybe yep, they're gonna send in is. emails. It'll be like number one, super awesome. Be like, all right, nice try, guys. We know that's you. Stop. <laughs> not allowed to pick your own nicknames. I I thought I had one too. I texted you one. I just forgot what it was offhand. But that's awesome that someone uh, emailed. Uh, yeah, you our little homework thing. Yeah, um, definitely God. continue the emails. I love them. No, exactly. Uh, I oh, I got it. Uh, not sure of anything. <laughs> yeah, shit, that's a good one. It's true. <laughs> Fuckers. Well, kind of like your other one, it goes along the same path, right? Because the Nerdy other stupid w- assholes. <laughs> well, no, for your Charlie Indie. Oh, Alpha. clowns in action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get going, two things. Um, shout out to my daughter Vienna. Just wanted to say what's up. Told her I would do a shout out. What up, V? Nice. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. you got to throw family in there once in a while. Hey, you, you know, have hope to. you're doing well, kid. I miss you. I love you. Aww. Also, <laughs> Gonzo, Op 5 Tactical. Just want to give some love to my boy. I like to throw some, some love out there. It's a personal touch. And we got our first download from Mars. I don't know what that's about, but that popped up on our analytics. I don't know <laughs> if, if it's secret squirrels or local people. Wait. Or if there's a rover. Time out. Okay. First of all, on our software, it shows a map of every country. How's a little planet? It's a little planet. It says Mars. <laughs> all right, I might be making that up, but it still would be cool to get the first. Martian. I want to spread that rumor because then we beat Joe Rogan. We beat everybody. We, beat we got the first download from Mars. So <laughs> trying to start that rumor, even though it's false. Yeah. Sometimes it sticks. <laughs> I, I could see that, man. I could see that as a shirt. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking first of shirts, man. Mars. Thank you, uh, Vibe Tribe, for again supporting us through getting the swag. Uh, the Grimace shirt is doing well. So, so oh, thank you. Nice. <laughs> Because we've all had that grimace experience. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. We we all have a grimace story, unfortunately. Plus, maybe Brad Pitt never had one. I mean, maybe Hollywood guys get you know a but they had up and coming. I mean, they all had to sleep with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that he's a grimace, dude. He's just a dude well, grimace. I was just gonna say for any of the ladies that follow us here or listen to us, the vibe tribe, yeah, send you us your grimace story. Jump on a dude grimace. And what did you call us? What is, oh. what is like? The, the fat equivalent. friend dude that hangs out. The God, was I the fat friend? I wasn't fat when I was young, though. So no, I wasn't the fat friend. Yeah, I was probably I mean, the smelly friend. Or what is? <laughs> yeah, that, I'd love to hear a story from. Yeah, please. what's the girl's perspective on the? There's a hot dude, and then but he's got the uh, you know either the drunk friend or the fat friend. Or there's got to be the equivalent yeah, of. Yeah, we need the female perspective for sure. It's like Leia hanging out with Jabba the Hutt, right? So yeah, and in the gay community, <laughs> does this happen in the gay community? Oh. If you're part of that, send us your stories. Yeah, of the trials and tribulations of dating on that side. It's got to be the same, it, but different. You know what I mean? Like, dude, we're we're curious. And and listen, I I want to learn some of this stuff. This is interesting not not shit. not that kind of curious, but we are curious. 
<laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm not falling for that again. I was no. young. I needed the money. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't count. You never That's looked right. him in the eyes. So. <laughs> Gay for pay, baby. Gay for pay. But seriously, I would love to hear from that perspective, too. The female perspective, the gay perspective, because all these things have to exist in those facets of dating. Yep. For yep. sure, man. Yeah. Oh. And even the online dating version. I'd love to hear some stories of that picture ain't current. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> surprise so, shows up. Like, what do you do? Oh, no. I, I'm sure there's been a lot of those situations. But this um, is just curiosity from two married dudes who have been out of the game for a long time. Exactly. And I am glad I'm out of the game. Oh, I am God. happily out of the game because I wouldn't know what to do. We've talked about that. I wouldn't yeah. know. No, we, we can't go there. But um, mm. Vibe Tribe, we hope you appreciated uh, last week's episode with uh, Pastor Brian. Brian, what yeah, that was a dude. great one. Yeah. I know, right? What a perspective and what you know, I like what he said that his story is the American dream. I mean, yes. here's this dude who it seemed like he started out pretty well in life, both parents working, but then, you know, layoffs and outsourcing. They had to, you know, move and live in not so nice places and the struggle. And he had some run ins with the law. Yes. But then he just turned it around. And and what like you wouldn't even know unless he told you his story. I would never guess that he was a felon. I mean, he's a pastor. He's an elected official. He's a nice, happy dude. Family man. And and to see yeah, family man. And to see he had a significantly troubled past and how he. You know, as AOC says is impossible, he pulled himself up by the bootstraps. <laughs> and what a story. I mean, it was, I know. it was humbling. Well, you know, we talked this week and we were actually compelled by a story. And that's what we kind of want to talk about today on how the struggle could mm-hmm. actually put you on path. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And, you know, Clark and I, we were sharing, obviously, different battle stories and things of the past. We just thought it'd be important to say. And what kind of came up, coincidentally, this week, it was actually interesting because, um, you know, I talking to a friend I've seen in a while and, you know, or a couple sodas. So, you know, it could either be really happy or some people go to the dark side of the forest. Yeah, he, yeah. he went to a little dark side of the forest and he just, he went on this, you know, tangent just saying, you know, why things don't come to him easily. Mm. And, you know, again, I started thinking about Pastor Brian or things you and I talk about. And, yeah. you know, as you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that pray, uh, to whatever they believe in, or they ask the universe or something bigger than them, uh, you know, for something. And then they, they're they mad that they don't get that. But mm. I don't think many people realize that when they're given that something, it's actually the struggle they're given. And that mm-hmm. is the test to get to what you want, you know? What yeah. do you think? No, I agree. And I think a lot of people misinterpret their opportunities. You and I have talked offline and probably touched the topic a few times on the air as well. In my life, now I'm comfortable in the struggle because time and time throughout my past, the struggle has been just before a significant improvement in my life. I mean, it was just my, the, the quickest example was my first struggle, leaving the teams, going through a divorce, uh, went over to Thailand for a year just to kind of melt and be a beach bum and, you know, chase hookers and <laughs> all the fun stuff that a young ex-sailor would do. If that's a struggle, uh, there's a, is a lot a of people signing up for that one. Well, I was broke. I had to get freebies. <laughs> that's a challenge, man. I had, to, I had to win on some charm. Luckily, I was still young and in shape. But, that's uh, funny. But no, when I came back to the States, 
my first job was I was an unarmed security guard. And that was really right. humbling, really. It was like 850 an hour, no weapon. It was just, you know, I was a 60 gunner at Team 5. Now I'm unarmed security guard at a bank. But yeah, a couple months down the road is when I got hooked into, well, because of 19th group and whatever, but contracting. The little nugget in that story was a couple months down the road, contracting became a thing. And then I was making more money than I ever fucking thought was I was making CEO money. It was crazy. Right. But I was in such a slump during the unarmed security guard days. But had I known that, hey, just ride the wave, dude. So that's what I do now. That same scenario has happened over and over and over. Um, same as being a firearms instructor. I loved it, but money was tight. And there were some months I was like, how am I going to pay rent? Loved that's my job. It just didn't pay well. And uh, and then this fucking safety dude gig pops up. Steady paycheck, full benefits. Holy fuck, no stress. And it just fell in my lap. The universe gave it to me. A yeah, buddy but called me up and said, hey. It it did, you know? but, you know, uh, let's be honest, for a good year, you know. Oh, it was a struggle. It, it was a it was very a fight, dark man. struggle, you know. It was it, very tough. I remember very you tough. going through it. It was, But at that part, I had tough. known, hey, ride the wave. Something's going to pick up. It doesn't yeah. make it any easier. You still have to, you know, crawl through the mud. Yeah. But I always knew, don't give up. Something's going to happen. You're a good dude. You like to work, you're marketable, you know people at some point in your network. If you're a good person and you, I hadn't talked to this dude in 20 fucking years. Had I been a shit bag? Yeah. When I was, you know, in buds and at team five with this guy, do you think when he had a conversation with a mutual friend, Hey, do you know anyone looking for work? If I was a piece of shit, do you think my name would have came up? Well, that's a, uh, you know, that's actually a really good point. Cause I think a lot of people get sour when yeah. they're on this path because they're, you know, what was me? Why, why did he get this job? Why is he making more money? Why is this? And you go down the, you know, the different things and they start getting sour and that type of sourness does not bring people to help you along your path. I mean, yeah. a lot of people ask me all the time, be like, dude, why do you give all your time free? Why do you do all these things free? And I do it because one, we talk about paying things forward, but I, yeah, I sure. honestly believe by doing things like that, great things come to you. It'll come back around. For oh, sure. it well, comes in. Another in spades, thing too, man. if you celebrate other people's victories, there might be a point in time where they're in a position like my buddies yes. to hook you up, and they're going to think like, "Dude, this guy was so happy for me when I got the promotion or I got mm -hmm. the job." Or, but if you're that sourpuss, it's like, "Well, why the fucking so and so get promoted? That's bullshit. I've been here longer. I work harder. Whatever it is." They know. I mean, dude, people aren't stupid. Any rumors you spread around about people, they know. They hear all the bullshit, too. The sewing Absolutely. circle. Mm -hmm. But if you're that person who's genuinely happy for your buddy who landed this job or whatever the deal is, that all comes back around because that was the case of my buddy. Like, you well, just happen to think, hey, I wonder what Impy's doing and called me up and. Bam. That, I mean that type of good energy when you're when you're being sincere for your friend, be like, Yeah, man, good on you. You know, yeah. go go crush it. You know, he yeah. feels that, she feels that, and and you know, and it's vice versa. So when they get yeah. to a certain point on their path, yeah. they might invite you in on something for and, sure. And that tends to happen. So if you're that but, bitter negative Nancy, that ain't uh, gonna no, happen, man. No, it's not. But I you know, I think the the greatest example, and, and you've lived this example, you know, nothing worth, and it's a little bit of a cliche, we know that, nothing worthwhile comes easy, um, and you're always given that struggle, but think about it this way, you know, uh, SF training or to become a SEAL, mm -hmm. <laughs> the yeah. struggle, to get to the path, to get the trident, Yeah. if you didn't go through the struggle, it wouldn't mean shit. The struggle's the process, and looking back on that whole chapter in my life, 
it was buds that was epic. It was buds that was just a genuine stripped down barbaric course <laughs> that turns you into a human animal. <laughs> you know, the teams is a whole nother ball of wax, but buds is the gate buds is the struggle. Obviously there's other things that happen in any career path down the road and the, and the further you get into it, but it's, it's that initial rite of passage that you have to go through and yes. there should be a struggle. Easy come, easy go. Mm-hmm. I think so many things are at our fingertips these days. Um, and there's mailbox money. There's easy ways to get money. There's fuckers making money off social media, YouTube, whatever, TikTok, all this shit. Basically mailbox money. Right. Um, a lot of people are afraid to roll up their sleeves and get their fucking hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. it takes and also don't be scared of failure. Because you could fail 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times, but you never know when it's that one more try, that one more effort where it oh, hits. Yeah. If you yeah. give up and just say, fuck it, I'm just going to go on unemployment or fuck it, I'm going to turn to drugs and alcohol or whatever it is we tend to do. Naturally, as humans, we seek the path of least resistance. You yeah. have to fight that urge through discipline. I think it's Jocko has an expression. Or maybe it could even be Pat McNamara, one of them angry fuckers, has an expression I like, is discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And it's it's true. You have to be self-regimented for things to fall into place. You have to be even, in fact, when I'm in between jobs and stuff is when I focus on the gym, I focus on guitar playing, I focus on shooting. One is I have some downtime and also family, you know, spend more time with family. Sure. but. Instead of sleeping in late, hitting the bottle at noon, <laughs> you know what? You know, I mean, there's there's these bad things, pitfalls that people fall into. It really right. happened during COVID. You know, people's consumption of booze went way up. But sure. if you fill that void with positive things, when opportunity knocks, you're going to be fucking ready for it. Well, you you bring up something interesting, uh, you know, which is known as the eleventh hour. You know. Um, a lot of people give up at that 11th hour. The 11th hour means so much to me personally. It's actually involved in my ink, some of my tattoos, because I've learned the hard way plenty of times is if I would have quit at that moment, oh, it, it's shit. amazing just trucking a little bit further on how your life changes. Uh, and I've heard so many stories where they were so close to calling it quits and things like this. And it was just that one more day that got them to success or to where they yeah. need to be in, in work uh, relationships, uh, you know, their startups, whatever it is, or, or yeah. like you said, that one more day in buds. Can I just make it tonight? Oh, let me get difference. through tonight. Yeah. You yeah. know, the also the fascinating thing I think, and and you experience this, but also people experience this on different levels uh, of going through uh, these type of struggles in a team environment. I find it very interesting that buds and special forces, you know, the guys that get through you, this bond y'all have. Is because mm-hmm. you went through the struggle together. You, you know, bond you, through adversity. Yeah, you bond through adversity. That's someone you could count on. You know, it's someone who had your back during shit tough times. Yeah, and you know, this has happened too. I I've seen this throughout my career and working different positions. You really find out who people are through struggle. Some people yeah. cannot handle it. They will start pointing fingers. They will attack They'll bail you. On you. Yeah. They will bail on you. You really find out who is made. Uh, of character through struggle and it's Absolutely, amazing yeah and how you're either going to be surprised or disappointed uh in people during those times for sure everybody wants to be your pal when you're on top but take oh, note yeah. of who's who's got your six when you're going through the shit those that's your team 
That is. Your and team. don't forget them when you're back on your feet, because people tend to do that, too. Once yeah. they're back up on their feet and kicking ass, <laughs> yeah. you're like, OK, yeah, I mean, good for you. But, you know, you remember the tough times who was there for you and, and vice versa. You have to take inventory of that and make sure to at least acknowledge it. And if you're in a position to repay their kindness with other acts of kindness, then do it, man. It's yeah, that's what it's about. Don't just take advantage of people and then forget about them. I often wonder with athletes and, you know, things like that. Do they forget about where they came from? And some of them do, some of them some, don't. I mean, it's just some. human nature. You know, I'm sure it's it's a, a mix of all the above, but I would encourage people to not do that. I mean, if you went through some tough times and you're doing well now, or even if you're just doing okay, you're doing better. That's the same thing. It's progress. You know, yes. don't don't expect to just blow up to the top right away. You know, for me, success has come in increments. It's never just completely fallen in my lap. It's like, hey, my situation's better. I right. can at least do this. I can at least pay my bills. Okay, it's gotten a little bit better. Now I can chip away at debt. Okay, that's gotten better. Now I can save a little bit, squirrel some away, whatever. Buy but a new not, guitar, buy some guns. <laughs> that's well, how I diversify my funds. But if you think about it, and again, uh, if things came easy, right? If you, if we all could just pay off our debt and we all had millions of dollars and, you know. There's no we, satisfaction it, in there's that. There's none. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this before. We both know people that you know are fortunate enough or maybe they're not fortunate um where they li- have that situation but they're they're really not happy <laughs> they're not happy no. people well dude no. think of it this way there's no struggle well, would you rather buy an old beat up 69 camaro and slowly restore it over a three-year period to cherry condition how proud would you be of that oh my god you just we're working extra overtime weekend job and you were just yes. chipping away, throwing 500 bucks, a thousand bucks at it. Three years later, you have this mint ass classic car or would you rather have daddy just buy you a 2021 Camaro and no, hand you the keys? Right. You're not, you're going to be like, Oh, I mean, cool. Great. But what does that car mean to you versus the one you put blood, sweat and tears into? And that that's any aspect of life. If it's yes. just given to you, I don't think there's a true appreciation. Whereas, no. You fucking fought for every inch. You know, I hey, would have been cool if the Trident came when I signed papers at the recruiting office, but sure, <laughs> it didn't. And would it mean as much if it did? I think nowadays it might. I don't know what the, what the rumors are. You might get your, your Trident right away. But for me, I had to earn that shit. Anything I've ever done in life, it wasn't just handed to me. I had to fight for every inch. I, I am very curious about this privilege that's supposed to be circulating out there. Cause I mean, I must've been sick that day when they handed that out. Cause I missed that boat. I had to earn every fucking thing I got. Well, it, it's so true now that the days of uh, the entitlement and the privilege, um, you have less people going through struggle and, and maybe that's why we might see more complaining because if you're not used to struggle, if you're not used to challenges, you're never developing the skill to solve problems, right? And to move yeah. forward. The yeah, whole, for what's sure. very interesting is your top performers in business or in anything or special forces or, you know, naval aviators is the ability to recognize the challenge, be agile. And like you mm-hmm. say, it's, it's adapt and overcome. Right. Yeah. Be excited that there's a challenge. Why do you want exactly. what, what growth comes from mediocrity or for from normalcy? You look at any artist, any athlete, most people come from struggle. That's where the passion is. That's where the hunger is. Well said. All of that stuff. I mean, look at Arnold Schwarzenegger's story. You know, came over a poor, broke ass immigrant, 
got into bodybuilding, took the money from bodybuilding, got into supplements, took the money from supplements, owned a shitload of properties around Santa Monica, was a millionaire before he was right. even in his first movie because he was hungry and always wanted to, okay, this went well. Now, how can I, you know, like the concept of have your money make more money. Whereas right. idiots like me, if I got 500 bucks, I'm going to go buy some, you know, $600 worth of shit and be $100 in debt. Smart people don't do that. They take that struggle and they make it work for them. That's where the growth occurs. Yes. And, you know, athletes are actually really unique at doing this. Because if you think about it, you know, let's say the 100, 100 meter dash, right? You got the world record. Okay, I'm done. Those guys say no. Okay, I'm going to try and beat my own record. And what mm-hmm. a struggle that is to train actually harder yeah exactly just to beat yourself you yeah. know and again that type of principle you don't have to be an athlete you could be you could be any profession where you challenge yourself and say i'm going to be better at this well you that's know? the true competitions amongst champions is competition with themselves they're yes. not worried about what you're doing and i learned that early on i wasn't worried about how much the big guy in the gym could lift if i could bench 200 pounds i wanted to bench 205 or 210 and then when i bench 210 I wanted 225. I wasn't worried about my gym partner or the big meathead in the gym that could bench fucking 400 pounds. Good right. for him. But I'm not in competition with him. No. And that's anything I've ever done. You know, I, I look to people for guidance. I look to people for advice. I always wanted to train with bigger, stronger people. I always wanted to shoot with people that could shoot better because that's where growth comes from. I had a buddy when I was a cop. A SWAT dude rolled up to the range and I'm like, dude, let's go shoot with them. He's like, no, fuck them. They're all assholes. And I'm like, bro, they're fucking good shooters. And by the way, they're not assholes. If you actually go over and talk to them and say, hey, do you mind if I shoot with you? They're going to be stoked. Yeah. There's no patrol dude comes over and talks to them because you just assume they're fucking meatheads, but they're not. If you fucking talk to them and say, hey, what's up, guys? You mind if I hop in? I loved shooting with those guys and there were several of them that were better shooters than me. Like oh, fuck. Yeah, man. My buddy, awesome. Mike out there, he knows who he is. Glock Ninja. That dude, oh, could, the first Glock time Ninja, I saw, yeah. first time I saw that dude shoot, I'm like, all right, anyone can shoot that fast. Doesn't mean he hit shit. And I checked his targets, all a box hits. I was like, damn dude, that Bruce Lee lives. Look at this Glock motherfucker. Ninja. But nice. I, I picked his brain and we were, and he loved how I shot and I was close enough to him. That I now I kept him on his toes because he knew I was coming for the title. Like we love to shoot together because there was friendly competition amongst ourselves. But at the end of the day, it was improving my shooting. The real competition yes. was with myself. Now, yes, it's fun to kind of chase someone and, and you get better that way. But don't be afraid to in the business world, you know, have a sit down with powerful CEOs or oh, yeah. in the, don't be afraid if you're on a ship and some seals fly on board and you want to be a seal, talk to those motherfuckers, yeah. you know, cause you and I both know in business, military, wherever, everyone's just a fucking person. There's no yeah. superheroes. That That's just a myth. Everyone shits, everyone farts, everyone whacks off. We put our pants on the same. Yeah. Everyone's fucking human. We all do stupid shit, but if you get with the right group of guys, they can help you fast forward through several mistakes that they made coming so the, up through the That's ranks. the key you, to learning to when you're in the struggle or you're in the shit is is to lean on the right people. The right people are going to help you get to your path. They're going to calm you down. They're going to give you good advice. You know, the more gray hairs, the more scars, probably the better the advice because they've been through yep. the journey. I had um, a gunny once tell me, listen to me now or believe me later. And I was like, wow. Ooh. Oh, that's deep. That shit. was some Yoda shit right there. Right? I was like, 
Yeah, wow. senior guys know what the fuck they're talking about. Dude. Listen to them now or believe them later. If they're telling you, hey, you might not want to do this or, hey, you should be doing this. Wow. And you ignore them. That's some deep shit. So. I'm going to have to start. I'm stealing that one to say with my kids because that yeah. one is freaking awesome, dude. It's deep. It's but true, it, though. It is know? true because, again, the more the more life you've lived, the more life experiences you've seen. And, uh, again, that's the people you want to surround yourself with. And most likely they're going to, you know, kind of have that hold my beer moment. Cause it's like, you know, mm-hmm. breathe, relax. Yeah. You're going to get through this because I've gone through this and hundreds of other dudes or chicks have gone through this too. Well, so, you want your struggle to be productive. You don't want to just sit there and, and chase your tail like a dog or spin your wheels. No. If you can be mentored by someone, you're still going to have to go through some shit, but you can streamline a significant amount of that so that yeah. your struggle is for a purpose. It's forward momentum. It's productive as opposed to trying to figure out shit by yourself. Some people have wasted years, maybe decades trying to figure it out themselves. If you can surround yourself with like-minded people, obviously, whatever your goal is, seek those people out. My goal was to be a SEAL. And luckily, my neighbor, when I was in the fleet, was a SEAL. We had some SEALs fly on board. And so, same thing when I was a Phoenix PD. I did a lot of temporary assignments and ride along with the SWAT dudes and whatnot. And so right. whatever your goal is, if you hang out with those people, they will streamline the struggle. And uh, that way, whatever hurdles are in front of you, they're necessary. They're not unnecessary. You don't want to waste your time no. with stupid shit. But if you don't know, you don't know. You got to educate yourself. And for our younger listeners, I mean, <laughs> the best picture i could paint you and i'm sure clark would agree is when you're younger and you're looking at the struggle you're in right now it looks like a massive fucking mountain like something colorado right just something that's overwhelming but as years go by and you stay loyal and committed to your struggle and achieving your goals you kind of look back and you realize you're the dude who ended up chiseling something out of that mountain you know and and that thing that you chiseled was what you accomplished Yep. And it takes years. It takes time, yeah. It takes time. But, you know, I look back now on some of the things I'm still working on. You know, 10 years have passed. Yeah. But and it goes quick, though. When you look it, back, you're like, it holy goes shit, it's quick. been 10 years, and I'm still chipping away at this. That's awesome. But it's not and a then, mountain what do they anymore. Say? Every, every great journey starts at that first step. Or what they taught us in the teams is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> It's that simple. If you look at it, and that's how they teach you to get through buds. If you look at buds as a six-month program, you're going to psych yourself out. It's impossible to wrap your brain around that because you're getting your ass handed to you every fucking day. And after the first week, after the first couple days for some people, you're like, fuck, I got five months and three more weeks of this. Like, I just, I mean, how how am I going to do this? Where if you just compartmentalize it, and say, I'm going to just get through the day, or I'm going to make it to lunch, or I'm going to make it through this evolution. Yep. Little bite size. That's how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. And that's all you focus on. So if your goal is to whatever, you know, well, become a, we always said, define your goal and then plan backwards. Yeah. So my goal, I want to be a SEAL. Great. How do I make that happen? Well, I don't know. I should probably talk to a Navy recruiter. That's my next immediate step. Right. Maybe I should buy some books and educate myself on it. So same thing with any other topic. You want to be some high-powered fucking dude? Well, great. How are you going to do that? You know, maybe you know somebody that knows somebody that's in that industry, and they can say, "Hey, the first thing you need to do is you need to educate yourself for this yes. job. You're going to need a fucking degree. Go to school. See well, you in four years or whatever the situation may be." I think the tip you just gave is is actually really important to break massive things down. 
to little, you know, bites that you can handle. And that doesn't matter. I mean, if someone, you know, someone, let's say, is starting their freshman year college and is like, "Uh, you know, I'm thinking about being a doctor, but holy shit, you know, it's going to take seven to 10 years. It is. And if you yeah. look at it that way, but you what know, courses do I need this semester? Exactly. That's what you focus on. That's or it. that could be a doctor, that could be a lawyer, that could be getting your MBA. Shit, half the kids I talk to, they'll call me for advice for being an entrepreneur. They're saying, Well, you know, you know, they think you go zero to sixty. You start a company and you know, within twelve months, mm-hmm. it's like you're kicking ass. You know, and you tell them like, you know, you're gonna work about maybe about eighty hours a week, and you'll be doing this for about five years before you even get traction. I mean, mm-hmm. there is like that one percent that's lucky as shit that just yeah, shit lucky. a diamond, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is, it's a lot of hours, a lot of work, and the interesting thing is, you know, a good percent have eh, fuck this, yeah. eh, this not for or me. Or maybe you start a smaller business just to get experience in the business world. Whatever your goal is, you got to start. You got to say, you know what, maybe that's my goal, but I really, I want to get my feet wet with this project is a lot smaller or, hey, I could partner up with an old high school buddy that's doing something similar. Maybe I could be mentored by him for a few years, learn the ins and outs. Yep. You know, so yeah, it's not immediately your goal, but it's a step in that direction because if you just jump in the deep end by yourself with little knowledge. Oh, no. You just, you got to stack the odds in your favor as best as possible, but also don't be intimidated by the numbers. Look at the numbers greeting me. When I stepped, you know, through the the, the threshold of buds, typically yeah. seventy to eighty percent of people fail. Okay, I never once concerned me about those numbers. I'm like, that's great. It never was a factor. Exactly. All I told myself was, I'm going to try my best, and whatever happens, happens. Because if I don't try it, then I'll be an old man with regrets. Yes. And I wasn't scared of failure. It's a good possibility. I could have hurt. It could have just gotten broken too cold. There's a million things that can happen to your buds. Most people right. will just say that they fucking got hurt. But the truth is 90% of those people fucking quit on their own. Yeah. Don't be worried about it. Don't be scared of failure. I could have easily failed. I mean, lots of people do. And I wouldn't have, at least I would have had some comfort saying, well, at least I fucking tried. And yeah, I had a moment of weakness and I quit or I did get hurt or they performance dropped me. I can handle that as opposed to never trying and saying, you know, when I graduated college, my roommate, he wanted to go into business with me and his parents were going to give him a loan and we could have set this up and I didn't do it. This motherfucker is worth a billion dollars now. Right. Because I didn't have the balls to fucking jump on board because <laughs> I was scared of, well, well I, got, I got offered this job. It's safe. You know, I have a lot of buddies that did that after college. They took the safe route and they're fucking miserable. They've been with the same company for 20 years working in a cubicle. And uh, and one guy in particular says, man, I, I really wanted to be like a firefighter or maybe join the military, but I went into this line of work because, well, you know, it's safe and it's 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 respected and it, I make an okay living, but I'm not happy. I should yeah. have been a firefighter. I should have joined the military. I, I've never seen someone who is quote unquote, you know, in their comfort zone, have passion in the comfort zone. Oh, for sure. Dude, that comfort zone is the death of ingenuity, yeah. drive, motivation. It and is. that what's funny is a lot of people, especially in modern times, they seek comfort because through technologies, through the evolution of our society, everything is comfortable. The beds we sleep in are comfortable. The chairs, the couches, all these things, our cars are comfortable. Yeah. We got air conditioning. We got heating. Everything we do, we work out in air-conditioned gyms. So we're Even not masturbation isn't manual anymore, right? It's, no, yeah, they got all these weird machines. Com- I know, right? Shit. Yeah. 
Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I still got white knuckle lightning though, man. I just, you know, calluses and all from the gym. I just go for it. <laughs> you know what? I, I know you're writing a book and it's going to be an amazing book. You know, we're, we're all going to be excited, but will your next book, can you call it white knuckle lightning in every story yeah. about Clark where, Actually, where you masturbate it? <laughs> since I mentioned jerking off in the book so many times, that might be a title. Let me uh, let me white... call my co-author and be like, hey, I got an idea. White, white knuckle, knuckle lightning. lightning. Yeah. <laughs> By Clark and Since That's my claim to fame in, in Buds and the teams is, oh, yeah, the dude that jerked off all the time. Uh, yeah, I remember him. Hey, got to make your mark. <laughs> your nickname or call sign wasn't Spanky. It like, was honestly. as a contractor. It, it was. <laughs> Spank Daddy was my nickname in Israel. Well, that's that, because it came email. from my email. Yeah. Right. Not because they didn't it. know that it actually <laughs> was applicable for other reasons. Spank oh, man. Daddy. <laughs> we just we just went a little sideways on that, but we had to. <laughs> well, you got to relieve the struggle sometimes. And, and you uh, do. that's one thing you can do Amen. to uh, vent off some steam is uh, bada boom, bada bing. And there you go. But you know what? We uh, I well, we have some dudes courts and and some uh, emails. Well, we got to get into. But you know, I think whenever <laughs> I think about the struggle, and and I'm sure you know this, uh, the famous story or poem or whatever it is. But I always think of that that image, uh, the footprint story. In mm-hmm. the end of footprint says, during your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. I love that. Yeah, and that is so true in life you yeah. know what i mean so instead yeah. of pointing the finger you know where we're all where is it yeah dude at that time of struggle yeah take you were comfort, being carried yeah but believe in yourself and get through it and you are getting help but you need to open your eyes in a wider perspective and i think that's what's so great about that poem or story it's telling you like dude you know yeah. god was i was already i was always here dude yeah, you just exactly. needed to open your eyes and have a different perspective with the struggle right Yep, absolutely. And embrace the struggle, man. Take comfort in that I get very nervous when things are going well because I thrive in chaos. I thrive in chaos. It's when I'm at my best. It's when I make decisions. That's when you're forced to react. It's kind of like you're the the lone survivor of a plane crash in the fucking mountains. You have to start making decisions right away. And I like those type of scenarios. If everything's going well, I get real nervous. Like, fuck, okay, what's about to happen? Like, I I just... Yeah. I like when there's challenges. Realize you're going to be, if you play your cards right, you're going to be at your best. To me, I love how primal, stripped down, and basic life gets when all you're worried about is, you know, like when I was going through my divorce, I had 50 bucks a week set aside for the weekend. What can I do with my kids for Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday on 50 bucks? Right. A lot of frozen pizzas. Blockbuster video, bro. Some Taco Bell. But you got creative, and a lot of that took form of arts and crafts in the home, drawing, painting, origami, paper airplanes. We'd play ninja. We'd go to the park. We'd go to the beach. So creativity. In fact, I heard a quote the other day um, about where creativity comes from, and a lot of it comes from boredom. When When you have these lulls between jobs, for me specifically, I get very creative because I'm not busy like now, I'm going to work. I get up at four. I go to work. After work, I go to the gym. After the gym, I rock. Then I come home and I eat. So my schedule is very regimented. But there's not a lot of time for creativity. Creativity, use these struggles, these lulls. These That's when some of the yes. best ideas happen. The 11th and, hour, bro. Yeah, the 11th hour, man. Yeah. I f- just embrace it, man. That's all I can it, say. I like the 11th hour. Maybe that's the title for my book. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, I, I seriously, power. I I live by it. Um, White Knuckle Lightning's a good title. Sorry, my, I'm, I'm no, so no. My <laughs> actually to that point, um, my my favorite personal quote, one of my favorite personal quotes, and it's actually what I had tattooed on my lower arm, but not tattooed. It's it's the imagery was brought to life. Is cometh the man, or cometh the hour, cometh the man. Okay, which basically means is, you know. During the ch- the tough challenge, the right man will appear, yeah, to solve it. For sure, yeah, you know. So cometh the hour, cometh the man, and that's that's really true. There's not nope. many people that could rise to certain occasions in chaos. And it's true, you yeah. know. I always think of personally. I always think of, and and again, he's one of my heroes. You know, just you know, he's not alive, but I think Winston Churchill embodied this. Yeah, you know, where it's just like struggle, bring it. Yeah, Bring when it. you get better at it too. The more problems you solve, the better you get at it. Like anything, oh, yeah, so resilience. Your first kick in the nuts in life is gonna fucking really hurt, but your second kick in the nuts, it's not gonna be as bad. The third and the fourth, and eventually you realize, okay, life is gonna have challenging periods throughout my entire life. I don't care what your age is, but the more the more wins you chalk up. I don't want to say the easier it gets, but the better you can handle it, the quicker you can come up with solutions. Yes. And it's just like anything. You get better at it, stronger, faster, smarter. So don't embrace these as little training sessions, little gym sessions of life. You're getting stronger through it. And the next time something fucking hits you in the face, you're going to know what to do. Because, yeah, I've been here before. This is how I got out of it last time. Let's start maneuvering this way. So embrace those as growth opportunities, and you will get better at that shit. It's true. It's it's you know, it's kind of like how artificial intelligence work. It it sees a problem, it solves the problem, then it knows how to solve it next time. Yeah. You know, our brains are, you know, 10x that capability. So, yeah. you know, the more problems we face, the more, you know, gray hair we earn. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it's true. I mean, that's, you know, and and also look to your elders during times of struggle, whether it's a parent, a neighbor, whatever type of mentors in your life because I don't care who they are, they've been through some shit. Amen. Especially, you know, some people experience shit early on, maybe yeah. even childhood, but most of us get kicked in the nuts somewhere late 20s, early 30s is when I started really getting challenged with shit. So you got someone in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they've been through some shit. Ask Dude. them. Like I said, it could be the 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 neighbor lady who's elderly, a grandpa. Yes. Throw some shit at them and you'd be surprised like, wow, I never know you went through that shit. And then learning through other people's struggles that helps that connection like we talked about, bonding through adversity Yes. You know, wish yes. I had talked to grandpa earlier. He's, he I knows know. some shit, you know? Yeah. I, I'm going to be like, I hope to be like in my 80s and 90s, kind of like salty, like Clint Eastwood. That's kind of my mm, goal. You know what I mean? my lawn. Well, it's just like, I've seen it. <laughs> I've done it all. It's like, stop bitching that, you know, your, your yeah. cell phone died, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, hey, that's an aspect of struggle too. Uh, to quote Abraham Lincoln, don't be a pussy. <laughs> I think he said that in 1862. I don't even know. <laughs> but that, that is a part of the struggle is I'm guilty of it, too. We tend to throw pity parties for ourselves. Don't oh, be a yeah. pussy. Man the fuck no. up. You know, woman the fuck up. Whatever the fuck term fits you. Yeah. But just be strong about it and realize, hey, I got to step up to the plate and swing for the fence. You can't just don't ball up into a little bitchy tear, you know, no nope. puddle of tears. So nope, nope. And that, and you can you can fact check that too. Abraham Lincoln did say that he shit. did. I, I remember I remember a fifth grade teacher uh, discussing that at some point. Um, <laughs> yes, 
Yes, if my fifth grade teacher's out there, if you're still around, um, give, I think we know. should moonlight as fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The, the, the crap they get away with. I mean, gosh. No, <laughs> I, think I want good. that job, dude. Yeah, you don't I have know, to be right? accurate. Do you know, you don't. Paid for that shit? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> Anywho, guys, uh, we haven't done vi- we haven't done a dude's court in a while because last uh, last week or two weeks ago's um, November Sierra Alpha incident. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, looks like we're doing sure. good. Um, so, Your Honor, are you, are you ready? The dudeness is in the court. You have the gavel, sir. All right. Bam. All right. Let's start in your state, sir. We're going to start oh, in shit. California. Whoa, okay? whoa, 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 whoa. Why is it my state, dude? I'm, I'm here by I don't default. Mean it, I That's... don't mean it by Damn. like yours in that way. I mean, living, trust me, it is not so your sad. state. That's the meanest thing you've ever said to me. I... <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're to like this, man. You're going to like this, okay? Um, your Honor, um, there was a correctional officer sentence for depraved sex with uh, the inmates and the other inmates watched the sex occur we're talking about tina she's 27 year old female uh mm. she's a looker um and what she did uh this is actually interesting and pretty pretty comp- uh creative uh miss tina was accused of cutting a hole in her uniform to facilitate uh her inmate encounters Okay. Nice. I like Tina so far. She's yeah. So, unfortunately, she was sentenced to about 210 days behind bars. Is and Tina a Latina? Uh, yes, she is. Tina Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, oh. She looks like yeah. she. she lay. This this looks straight <laughs> up porn. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this, nice. This looks I was like, gonna say I already have the verdict. I'm gonna get her a porn contract. You know what? Honestly, Damn. I mean, she, she let's make has, her famous. She has that look. I mean, this is something you would. This yeah. is scripted for porn, it right? It is. You know, yeah, the female on the block, and you know, there's actually working. a whole genre about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling. Did you. They reciprocate while she was incarcerated, though. Did a dude Ooh. cut a little fucking hole in his little Jimmy John's front side and be like, "Hey, baby, I heard <laughs> this is what you've been doing." You know, it's kind of funny. Is the the sheriff? gave a quote something along like something only a depraved mind would come up with this he's probably like, Fuck. yeah he's pissed he wasn't a yeah, part he of was that pissed. Party. He yeah. exactly like come on man I, I i mean here's this girl i can't believe she cut a hole Damn, in her. that's hole. that's that's awesome that's freaky deaky i wonder if it was like professionally done like she she reinforced it with some stitching and I, sewed I it up know. on her machine I, I mean, that's, that's some ninja crazy. shit. I mean, well, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, if and when I land in jail, that that chick is working. Yeah, t- <laughs> maybe she needs to be promoted to run a division. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think we need to interview her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, knows, Tina, we're gonna have her on. Yes, on, uh, I got some questions about her sewing ability. Oh yes, she's uh she's out of Fresno, so um, nice. We need to we need to figure out uh, how do we get in contact with the Fresno correctional facilities. Um, if any of our <laughs> she's, listeners, she's behind bars for what two hundred days or something. It says here, yeah, sentence two hundred ten days behind bars, two years probation, uh, sexual activity. Yeah, oh, uh, sex is not a crime. Come on, he pleaded guilty of having a good time. Those CEOs <laughs> are always smuggling inmate shit. She just smuggled a little fucking. 
She's, Harry clammed their way. It's all right. Well, hey, you know what you can do. It, it happens. He was just oh passing on the good vibes in her oh own way. Oh, gosh. He's yeah. a good vibes ambassador for sure. She could be. So, all right. Well, just, just so you know, Miss <laughs> Tina, if you were in the dude's court, you would have uh, you would have been forgiven and, and gotten some type of contract with Pornhub. So. Yeah. Yeah. We would have put you in touch with some people. Yeah. <laughs> good, good job, Tina. Way to spread the good yeah, vibes. Yeah. Sorry, Tina, about that. You just... Uh, <laughs> You, you fucked up. You got fucked. California love. <laughs> Literally. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not leaving the state of California with this next one. Oh, so shit. I know. What's going on, man? Damn, Florida. Florida. Come Fuck. on. Where are you at? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Um, where in California is this? I have no idea. Uh, anywho, uh, a peacock <laughs> was shot dead uh, after mm. a suspect... Uh, Posted a hit on Craigslist. <laughs> posted a hit on a peacock? Um, Damn. He basically posted uh, a hit on Craigslist that says, uh, he, uh, get rid of a wild peacock that is disrupting our lives by any means necessary. I heard they're loud. They are very loud. Um, yeah. So I could I could see on how that could get to a dude. Um, I think it's interesting on how he went to Craigslist to get a, a, a hitman. Yeah, I wouldn't advertise um, on Craigslist. If people yeah. watch Craigslist. Now, I mean, what type of hitman takes on a peacock job? Is that, peacock hitman. Is that Sopranos I'm, type? I was thinking like Joe Pesci character. You know, pre-Home Alone, where he wasn't nice. He was, like, the mean guy. Oh, Like, the okay. gangster Joe Pesci. Yeah. And maybe he's hitting hard times. Maybe he's going through a struggle himself. There's no people to whack. So he says, oh, whacking's whacking. I'll just whack this bird and get you my 50 times. bucks. Well, it you is know, tough, tough times, times out there yeah. with, you know, COVID, the economy, you know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. this guy got I'm Italian fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah. fucking... Giovanni Pacelli answered the fucking hey yo hey, I'll whack yo. this fucking bird you don't like this part <laughs> don't like this part this part <laughs> uh, anywho this dude got in trouble uh, for putting a hit out on Oh my god! Uh, uh, you gotta love I it. I mean, is there a statute against that? Like, I mean, is that illegal? I, that's a good question. I, I don't. I mean, it, it must be. I mean, I mean, know, no one's like, you can't just go out and shoot. I guess birds like that anywhere, right? Who knows? Yeah, I guess it depends where you live. If you live in the city, you live in the country. Yeah, this guy, I don't know where in California. I'm trying to scan this fast, but anyways. Um, so, so your honor, I mean, loud bird, cruelly. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, what do you do here? I kind of understand his struggle. Like, imagine if that fucker's, like, quacking off at 5 a.m. and shit. You know, I, I would have just paid for, like, uh, you know, like a bird a, removal. Don't yeah. they have like you call the uh, what are the humane uh, animal control or whatever? Be like, hey, get this. Dude, I know just... California's got weird laws with trees and birds and shit. They have more rights than people. That is true. You know so that I is don't true. Oh, I don't think it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's one. It's tough. Like it's I, tough. I mean, I. It's easy for me to say that's wrong, but if that fucker was outside Ooh. my window making noise all night, I, I would a find a way. Okay. <laughs> It, the dude has to dress up like a peacock and he has to become a mascot at a high school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That'd be a good one. We had to, yeah. 
I mean, dude. I'm think of a, the Pennsylvania Peacocks or something. You have to yeah. Go. I mean, <laughs> use some common sense, brother. I mean, you, you yeah, there's other ways to. I would try to call animal control. Exactly. I would try to shoo them out of the neighborhood. Maybe put some rubber snakes up or something. There, I mean, I don't know. How go. do you get yeah. rid of peacocks? Uh, dude, you. I mean, this. I was going to say if it was Florida, man, there'd be plenty of people just to go throw it in a bag and go take it out to the Everglades. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Yeah, let nature dispose upon it. Well, I mean, that's another. There should be a way. You could trap it and release it somewhere else, or but the animal control, maybe they don't mess with that shit. You would think there should be a better way to deal with it. Yeah. And if if it means that much to you, handle the business yourself. Don't hire it, dude. What the fuck's wrong? Yeah, it's with a hire a hitman, man. peacock hitman, it's not a cougar. Yeah, yeah. good peacock lord, hitman. You get yeah, some I, cool feathers out of it too. You know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this time the the law the law was right. Yeah, that yeah. seems a little weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, well. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw him to the fucking system. Yep. Sorry, dude. <laughs> now this last one. Um, you know this. I think this is uh over the pond. Oh no, this is uh New Zealand. Oh gosh, oh, we do have yeah. some listeners in New Zealand. So we do. Yeah. That is cool. This is a cool story, and uh, you know this this young lady is getting some pushback or raising you know ruffling some feathers in New Zealand, but I I purposely you know got this on dude's court because I. We got to get your opinion on this. Mm, Ready? Nice. Mom names babies. Name one, Slayer. Name oh. two, Pantera. Oh. And name God. three, no. Metallica. No. Yes. I love this person. And there was actually another baby. It's, it's Justice for All. But I mean, I figured. Oh, that is awesome. Dude. You can't get mad at this woman. I mean, no. you know, can you imagine in that school, awesome. Jim, Lisa, Metallica? Yeah. Oh, man. My kids are so lucky. I'm changing all your names. <laughs> right? Oh, right? you. Uh, can you imagine kids I don't in college? Know about. How can that oh, kid yeah. not be awesome? Right? Imagine the Slayer kids. Slayer! I know. You can't just say Slayer. You have to yell it. Say Metallica similar. Yeah. Pantera? Dude, can you oh. imagine? It's like. Hey. And then they have to name all their kids the members in the band. Oh. So when Metallica has kids, he's got to have like James and Kirk. And, oh, that's same with Pantera. You got to have you know Phil and Dime. And I no, love dude, that. Keep it going. What happened if they were all in a went to the same college, the same fraternity? Can you imagine? Greatest call, Beer Slayer. I'm Yo, ready. Go Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is how I'm gonna hook this family up. Each corresponding band and or the surviving members of those band should pay for those kids fucking oh, college well or done, something. Sir. They well should set done. up a savings account for them or something. That'd be, and then they get free passes to every show. That would be that cool. That corresponding band puts on. That would be so cool. Imagine if you're Metallica and you found out there's a kid named Metallica. How is that kid not your mascot for life? Yeah. I, but like, it, yeah, this kid, you get free concerts and we're going to put $100,000 in a fund for you. This girl's cool, man. She's got uh this mom's cool. She's got the red hair going, the tats, the piercings, nice. and she's holding a rifle in the picture. Nice. Wow. Which is in weird. New New- oh, I'm sorry. It's a crossbow. Uh when I say New Zealand. I think guns I'm are I'm surprised weird. you could have a crossbow in New Zealand. So. Well, that's where they film all the hobbit shit, maybe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. dragons or something. Oh, I learned something funny. My brother lives in Australia, and he was talking about how the Kiwis, the New Zealand people speak, they replace ease with eyes and it took him a long time to figure that out how he figured this out was his buddy was talking about hey let's go down where the boat is uh parked on the the deck 
with a boat pulled in, but he calls it the dick. Let's go down to the dick. And he's like, okay, go down to the dick. He realizes they switch I's and E's. So deck is dick. How would you say B? I don't know. Well, probably the same way. Bye? Well, B-I-I kind of sounds like B. But most of their words, they switch that out. That's why they talk kind of funny the way I they love do. it. Uh, well, we both, you know, we have a, a, a mutual friend in uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. So. We need to ask him about that. I'm going to ask him, is that true you guys switch your, your E's and I's? Why do you call a deck a dick? Because well, that is a very different thing. We we should ask Lee, ask him to find this lady. We would yeah, love get her on to the get show. her on, dude. I don't. It's not saying where in New Zealand. Um, oh, maybe he could get his, intel. It, that's as big as Rhode Island, man. It's like yeah. <laughs> even if it's the next city, it's ten minutes away, dude. Uh, we got to reach out to our buddy uh, if we could get this young lady on. That would be cool, man. Um, oh, because there has to be a story. Like you have to honestly. She's probably She's very passionate fan, yeah. about this. So I'd like, I mean, how many concerts God. has she been to? Yeah. You know, who's her favorite out of, of those? That. I'm That's... renaming my kids, I swear to God. But dude, think about that. It's like, okay, who's your favorite? Slayer, Pantera, Metallica. Is that going to end up being your favorite kid too? I mean, who knows, yeah. right? <laughs> well, you can't. Like, I mean, I look at those and I, I love them all so much. I mean, Metallica is always my favorite, but those other two are right there, man. I know. It's kind of like your firstborn maybe is a little bit your favorite because it's your first but not really you love everyone the you same love, right but, right but there's only one real memory of the first birth of your first child is so amazing yeah because in the second kid you're like yeah i've seen that before i mean it's still <laughs> magical but the first time you're shitting yourself like oh literally, my literally. god yeah, yeah. but yeah. then the second time you're like all right i've been here before i got this you know it's i hate to say but it's it's beautiful but it's not as magical because there's no mystery you know it's you're going to see parts of your wife that you haven't seen quite in that condition and things are going to happen, you know? So it, the mystery has yeah, been yeah. revealed. So Wait, I saved I saved the best part of this story for last because I, oh, I, 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 I couldn't give it to you all at the same time. I was scared you were oh. going to lose it. Oh, fuck. Metallica's middle name is... Oh, shit. And Justice for All. That is crazy. Oh my okay. god. So I was wrong. It's not a fourth child that it was. It's, it's the, middle name, the middle name of Metallica Justice for All. What's is the, from what? their fourth studio album, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh is that nuts? I'm legally changing my name to that. Fuck. And just Metallica and Justice for All. I wish there was a last name because that'd oh, be Oh, I know. I'm gonna change my middle name. My middle name's David. It's gonna now be Clark Kill'em All Impostato. <laughs> Damn. First album. <laughs> Clark Kill. <laughs> 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 I'm legally it. change it. Sorry, it, David. You gots to go. You gotta go. Uh that's awesome, man. So I, I say that <laughs> I say that last for you because I knew you'd love it. Oh, that so. that tickled me, man. I'm full of good vibes there, man. Yeah, Holy man. Shit. So you know, not so much you know, if people are getting ruffled by that, what do you say, Your Honor? What do you say to those people? Fuck them. <laughs> That's, Bam! That, that's simple, man. The, I love those. The simple gavel verdicts. has spoken. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, any Ishmaels? We do. Oh, we got, nice. Uh, who this one? Uh, oh, this one's from uh, Signalman Mike. Wait, the the dude from last time? He did. He he shared oh, nice. us a story. And I don't think we've read this story before. I, forgive me if we have, but I don't think we have. We this- we we responded to his. Uh, email where he wanted to hear a segment story, but he's sharing one now that I don't think we've read before. No, maybe, no. Maybe we have. If we have, you get it for a second time, but I don't think we have. Um, yeah, this isn't that long ago. 
Uh, when did it come out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was from June. So I don't think we have. But anyway, I'll read it. And hopefully we haven't already read it. But if we did, well, here we go. So this is from Signalman Mike. One quick one. In the mid-70s, I was at the NTCPO Petty Officers Club in San Diego. My buddy scored a babe uh, that had a a buffarilla in tow. (laughs) A a grimace. A grimace. Uh, As a good wingman. I had to take one for the team. Oh, no. Uh, I said I needed to get back to base, so she offered uh, to give me a ride to 32nd Street Naval Station. That's where I was stationed on the Shiloh. So that's the big Navy base in National City there. Oh, cool. Leaving the base at NTC, uh, she hit every curb on the way out (laughs) like a pachinko machine. (laughs) I told her she was drunk and we should stop, but she never slowed down. On Pacific Coast Highway going past the harbor, uh, she sped along, uh, over my complaints and, and, uh, and an ass packed, a car full of middle Eastern dudes, uh, with no other traffic. So I guess she rear-ended a car full of middle Eastern dudes. Uh-oh. Uh, the doors were jammed. So I climbed out of the window and got on top of her car. Uh, at the time, the dudes in the front car arrived wanting to kick my ass CHP, California Highway Patrol, arrived to, uh, to see me surrounded on top of the car with a bleeding fat girl crying in the driver's seat. <laughs> he asked me what happened, and I told him she was drunk, and I just wanted to get back to the base. They cuffed her, gave me a ride to the front gate of 32nd Street. Anyway, I didn't get my ass kicked. My buddy got laid. The drunk chick went to jail, and all was right in the world. <laughs> And that is, so there I was, sea story from a signalman, Mike. Well, <laughs> God damn it. Signalman Mike, that was awesome. <laughs> I love right. it how he, he has a grimace story. I yeah, love it. Yeah, no, See, I, I, I appreciate that. I wonder, though, you know, he was trying every tactic to get this girl to stop, right, while she's driving, you know, but the question is, do you say, you know, I'll, I'll happy meal it for you, baby. Let's just yeah, go to the drive-thru. Just- yeah, let's go get some food. That at least get her off the main road, <laughs> right? And then you just bail at the drive-through. <laughs> you book, you get out and start booking. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I should probably try to run you over, man. Oh my god, a woman <laughs> scorned. Ooh, especially a big mama. Oh, <laughs> and with uh, with a double cheese. What you, you do is you wait out. till you get the happy meal, and as she's chasing you, you just keep throwing French fries up in the air and yes! she'll swerve to get them. <laughs> oh my god, you like chucking the matter? Like, leave me alone. Yeah, no. Go away. Go away. I the love of God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Supersize it so you got more fries to distract her with. Oh, I love that. That's such a great idea. Yep. For you drunk dudes, you gotta always get the bigger (laughs) the bigger size of fries. That's right. You got more ammo. That's right. Yes. Love it. (laughs) Oh man, I had fun with this one, man. Yeah, that was good. It's always good chatting with you. Vibe Tribe, we love you. We will see you on the next one, man. Stay yeah. uh, stay well out there. And for that Martian, we love you. Yeah, the one dude on Mars. Thanks, we love bro. you. Thanks for the download. You're the yeah. best. <laughs> you appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs> Take I care, love you, brother, man. All right, buddy. Bye. Love you, brother. Bye. <laughs>